When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You watched the Clone Wars, right, Dave? Yeah, the animated series. I watched, uh, yeah, the animated series plus the uh, feature-length movie by uh, the Russian name guy, which was actually really good. Really, you you thought it was really good? I enjoyed it a lot. The, the Clone Wars movie I thought was outstanding, and the, the series I enjoyed too. You get to meet Ahsoka Tano. You get to see we get to Darth Maul. All, that whole story there, although it's still not probable that he survived. Right. Uh, we see the you know different Jedi doing stuff and a real Anakin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? the, the Anakin we should have gotten in the movies, exactly. Yeah, that reminds me, actually. I After we did... We have an upcoming... Um, I don't know when this is going to drop, but we have the, the Phantom Menace coming out. Yep. After we did that, I ended up watching A Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith. And um, upon review, Anakin improves no better on these Really? Films. I could watch them over and... I mean, I've seen them many times. But yeah. The one character is Darth Sidious to me who improves. He's more menacing, scarier. In Revenge of the Sith? By Revenge of the Sith, when he's revealed, he's legitimately a terrifying character. Definitely. He's an absolute villain. Yeah. (laughs) We're obviously talking about Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Right. Um, Uh, So, sorry, go ahead. Today, the news just came out. Anyways, today, the time of this recording, uh, the news just came out at the San Diego Comic Con that. There is going to be a seventh season of Clone Wars, which is crazy because we thought the show was it's been done. I think since like 2011, 2012 yeah, or something it's, it's was been the a final while. season. Yeah, and then that season six was not even really a final season. We get those last sort of like I don't know what they're called. They're called like lost episodes or right. something, which yeah. is the Yoda's journey into uh, going through the trials to go through that training that Qui-Gon Jinn figured out on his own, right? Right. To yep. learn how to commune. Uh, what do you call that? Just Going through the for- connecting uh, with the living force or the cosmic, I forget. Becoming one with the force. I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, but you're able to to transfer. I think it's one from one force to the other. In other words, you right. you die, but you're still able to like maintain some sort of consciousness or something to communicate right. with people. Which Qui Gon learned on his own. Yeah, that Qui Gon. I told you, man. He's, he's, uh, he's listen my- to our top five <laughs> uh, minor Star Wars characters, and you might hear some Qui Gon in there. And that's where I say he may be the most. Powerful Jedi ever, or the greatest, the greatest, uh, the greatest Jedi, Jedi, right. Jedi ever. Yes. Considering what he did and how he was right, uh, and the, the Council was wrong, and just his own ability, his his idea of the Force was correct, and theirs was was not. Their interpretation yes. was wrong. And but, if you uh, love Mission Impossible and hate Star Wars, <laughs> we do apologize. But uh, it's just, it was just crazy news at I San know, Diego Comic Con today. Yeah, they showed some uh, trailer for it, which there's not a good copy online out yet for it. But uh, Twitter looks right? like it's right at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, um, which is cool. So it's gonna you know hopefully touch on Order sixty six, maybe maybe even some of the aftermath of what happened behind the scenes with the uh, with the clones and everything. Well, I'd like to hear after an Order sixty six. Yeah, because Order sixty six, that still feels hollow to me. That yeah, these guys who are you know fighting with the Jedi, all they di- take take commands from the Jedi. What is this Order sixty six, and why do they follow it so blindly? You know, it's that chip in their head. Yeah, it's that chip. That's it, right? You just 
Yeah, have, and the fact that there was there was an Order sixty six that nobody else knew about. Anyways, I don't need to get into that. Yeah, but the, the only the one thing I will, I'm excited for it, and I definitely want to see it, and I think it's going to be great. Yeah, the only downside is I heard it's going to be on the Disney streaming thing. Yeah, which I don't want to do. <laughs> I don't want to have to pay for it because <laughs> I well, it's, I think we had this discussion a while ago. You start. <sighs> Well, you have content on demand, right? But you know, you got to pay this guy and that guy and this guy and that right, guy before yeah. you know it. You have a huge bill that's no, you know, no better than just paying Comcast or two hundred dollars a yeah, month. Yeah, people you know? are all about replacing cable, but it's like, yeah, you still have to pay for, right. you know, if you know, you want to watch. You, you got know. Netflix, you got Amazon, you got Hulu, you got all this stuff. I know it's ridiculous. And now like I'm going to add on a Disney one. Great, right. great. So I won't be able to watch. I won't be able to watch a Disney movie or a, a Star Wars movie at some point unless I have, and let's say own it. But unless I have that Disney stream, right. eventually that's what it's going to be, right? Right. Yeah. That's garbage. I don't like I know. that. I agree. <laughs> it makes me angry because <laughs> it's just it's not good for the consumer. It's good for the companies. Yeah. But so but so in that regard, it is probably good that all these companies are merging now. You know, Disney with Fox and and everything like that. Maybe oh, don't even, don't don't give me that. <laughs> Maybe that'll be. Uh, well, no, because know. it won't though. Because it'll I be know. you know Division A and Division B, and you know, well, that's not even though it's a parent company, it's a very separate deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, true. Because it, it's like, well, with the Disney thing, will that include ESPN? Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Well, like, will it? Yeah. I don't. Maybe it will, but you, you I, I really every, don't know. Yeah, I don't, know. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. But I do like the Clone Wars, and yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. Uh, and it was it's awesome that it was just like a total like shocker. No right? one knew it was coming. It, you know? I'm sorry, you said this earlier. Where, where was this announced? San Diego Comic Con, which is like the biggest Comic Con. Like it's the Comic Con of the year. What can I say that I didn't know that? San Diego Comic Con was going on. <laughs> I do not believe you're on Twitter much. Um, oh, I'm on, but uh, just not that. <laughs> oh, okay, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. For me, it's it's exciting just because I know that it's the time that you know we might get you know trailers to different movies yeah, and yeah. different things will be announced. Um, is like, there anything like else this? that you, you're looking forward to for announcements, or is, are these all surprises like what we got today? I mean, today was yeah, a total surprise. This year, yeah, I'm not as following it as much as uh, other years I have been, but um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. There was a Predator pa- panel today, which uh, I mean, the, I'm not too excited from the trailer of Predator, but uh, I'm excited to check out what that panel had to say and if there's any other footage and anything like well, that. Yeah, what but, do you feel about Predator in general? I love the first one. Yeah, I did too. First one's great. But I don't know that I need more than... I mean, I guess it's yeah, okay, but th- yeah. y- you get it, right? You, right. There's not much more to do yeah. with the creature than That's true. what they did. I, the, the main reason I'm excited is because it's Shane Black. Uh, I like him. He did uh, Nice Guys with uh, Ryan Gosling, oh, yeah. and, yeah, and he, also, he also did Iron Man 3. Which I thought was pretty good. Yeah, I did too. A good step up from Iron Man 2. Yeah, so uh, and he wrote the Lethal Up weapons, Weapon movies. And, oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, Shane Black. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited that he's the the director for so, it. So, San Diego Comic Con kicks off the Comic Cons. Is it the first one or no? There's Comic Cons all year. So this oh, okay. is just the biggest one. This Do you know when like, the one is coming to our area, Tampa? I want to say you. Typically, it's October, but I want to say this year it's August. You want to go to that, don't you? Yeah, I went in 2013. That's a lot. That's the only one I've ever been. Did to. you cosplay? No, I did not. I actually wore a, like a polo shirt. And you want to stand out? Yeah, I'm better than you. <laughs> no, oh. uh, that actually kickstarted my action figure phase. I was, uh, I was there's was always it, something. I was there's always in a, a dark secret. Here. Yes, before this podcast, my hobby was collecting action figures, well, like uh, like Steve Carell in Forty uh, Year Old Version. Well, yeah. you know, I knew that. You know, I knew you felt that way as I'm painting you for a different color for the fiftieth time. I'm making your pants blue. <laughs> So, what did tickets run roughly? Uh, like maybe thirty to forty bucks ish. 
What does that get you? Do you at least get in to go see everything, or do they have like a tiered system where you can't go into a, a no, room? Yeah, or... you can see everything, just like any but like, if there's like quote a... unquote celebrities that are there, you have to pay extra to like get autographs and stuff. Quote unquote, like the guy who was the you know the the most minor character in some famous movie from the nineteen. <laughs> the more the bigger Comic Cons are getting, the more there's actually credible actors there. Yeah, were you in a Walking Dead fan? No, I never got into it. Uh, okay, well, the kid on Walking Dead, oh, which was like he was like thirteen at the time, was at the Comic Con I was at in two thousand thirteen. That's the caliber of celebrity that was at the Comic Con I was at. I, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I don't want to call it confession, but I do like confession time. Uh, I went to when I was a kid. I'd say about eight or nine years old. I was with my friend. I didn't really know what we were doing, but we went. We were <laughs> we went to a Star Trek convention. Really? Yeah, I didn't. Are you a Star Trek guy? I like it. And no. I like the next generation, and I like I like Star Trek. Was there any of the movies actors the, there? The guy who played the original Chekhov was in it, and I had a autographed picture of him somewhere. Really? Yeah. Who's the guy? Uh, one of the guys from I don't know if it's Next Generation or what. He the the weird doctor guy that's in um, or scientist guy that's in Independence Day. But Brent Spiner, he played yeah. Data. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He played Data. Yeah. Oh wow. Um. He was, I guess he goes to a lot. My brother-in-law actually has a picture with him and his son. With uh, Seems like with he's Mr. the kind Spider-Man. of guy that would be hanging around there. Yeah, getting pretty picture much. Taken with people. <laughs> yeah, oh, pretty five, much. five bucks, kid. Five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. I, I, I might go. Uh, you need to stop being so cynical. And, it's not cynical. Oh, I'm too cool for this. I'm no nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you went, and actually you knew you were doing action figure stuff. Uh, you know, I just no. want to go and not... <laughs> What's the assurances there that I can go in normal and walk out normal? Because I don't, don't want to say it, it encouraged my action figure collection because I had started a little bit before well, that. What do you have? I have some. I mean, I've sold a lot since then. Um, I have Star Wars figures, Marvel figures, uh, side co- sideshow collectibles is where it's at though. But those are like two hundred dollar figures that are like totally like they look like I had one of Iron Man that looked like. It, eerily like Robert Downey Jr. Like it was really? like they even have like gloss over the eyes that makes it look like their eyes are real. It's pretty scary. So my only reference is back again to forty year old version, uh, the the six million dollar man. I guess boss is, is it like from that scene. It's like that guy, the big guy. Yeah, okay. pretty much. Now I, I have some original. Um, I think Empire Strikes Back era action. Really, somewhere. Yeah, man. I have I have Those Han be- in the yeah. In the uh, hoodie, right, whatever, yeah. the blue. Yeah, Hoth. 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 <laughs> I have a Vader, which I think I broke off the lightsaber. You know, the one I can Come never on, find man. was Luke Skywalker. You can never find Luke Skywalker. Yeah, he yeah. was a tough one. Yeah, I, had I was t- I was always on the hunt for Leia. Finally got her uh, via rain check. Oh, nice. She was like in the Target ad, and my mom got a rain check, and we were eventually able to get it. That's so, amazing. Way yes. to go, mom. Um, but we're talking about Mission Impossible we today. Sure are. We got Mission Impossible coming out this weekend. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, the sixth Mission Impossible movie. How do you feel? But what about uh, what about uh, some upcoming blockbuster mentality stuff that anybody might want to be aware of uh, if they are fans of ours and listening, where they can uh, catch us outside of this podcast? So Dave and I have both been a guest on. The Random Ramblings with Rob show. Yeah, he was a guest on ours a few yep. few weeks ago. Uh, by the time we get this episode out, both of our episodes should be out. I know yours currently is. I believe mine will be out uh, Sunday. Um, it's nice to go on there. Uh, you can find him at at, uh, at 3 R show, his Twitter, where you can find the link to uh, download the episodes and listen. Yep. Lots of fun. 
it's a it's a long rambling yeah. <laughs> conversation which goes all over the place, but it was a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. He's such a nice guy, and I, yeah. it seems like he really likes both of us, which is nice. Yeah, and, and we like him. He's so, a great guy. Yeah. He's just uh, he's just really funny. He's got a really interesting perspective. He's so chill. He just wants to talk and chill and just connect with people, like we talked about with him when he was on here. So I had a great time. Yeah, I haven't heard your episode yet, so I'm looking forward to see if you yeah, you know, badmouth me or yeah. whatever. <laughs> no, your episode was awesome. It was I I laughed multiple times in your episode. It was it was very very chill and uh, yeah. Rob, Rob's a good guy. Yeah, lots of good. Fun. Definitely check out his show. Um, yeah, and we got a couple other episodes coming up. Um, yeah, what, a couple guest spots. We're gonna go on. Uh, uh, the Lions Den podcast. Hopefully, we're we're still trying to work that out. Um, and uh, supposedly giving our top five movies of all time. And wow, that's a lot of pressure there. Yep, because <laughs> you can that's, think of five off the top of my head, but I'm like, ah, do I want it? Yeah, exactly. Because that's gonna forever be on on the interwebs. Yeah. You know. Um, also working out with uh, movies with the misses. Uh, the podcast. We're trying to work out a Mission Impossible episode with them. Did, timing wise, didn't work out, but we're definitely going to be, uh, you know, on a future show of theirs, oh, and hopefully, sure. uh, hopefully, we can get them on as well. And and yeah, again, it's all about meeting people and and uh, and yeah, supporting each other. And yeah, so that. check out uh, check out those episodes with Rob. And uh, as these other episodes come out, we will certainly let you know. But be on the lookout for those. So, are you a Mission Impossible guy? How do you feel about the overall uh, franchise? I am a I'm a big fan of Mission Impossible and a big fan of Tom Cruise. The guy doesn't make a bad movie, and uh, the good ones much many of his good ones are the Mission Impossible series. He does a great job. He's a great action action actor. It's not one of the best. Maybe one of the best ever. Yeah, I I love uh, the Mission Impossibles. Uh, they've Ever since after the second one, they've just gotten better and better to me. Yeah, number um, two is bad, and I think having uh, John Woo being the director, he's got really indulgent and strange. It's very much a movie of its time. Right. Mission Impossible 2. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think <laughs> it came out in 2000. Right. So a lot of slow motion, a lot of... Endless slow motion. Yeah, just... Uh, Weird, over-the-top <laughs> bad guy. Yeah. Just not in the... Just a very strange way of narration. But that is not the movie we were doing today. We are doing the original. And quite original. possibly, quite possibly the best Mission Impossible. Yeah, the- I mean, that's... You can definitely make a case for that. Um, yeah, Mission Impossible. I mean, this has been a movie that I... Originally, I mean, I mean, obviously there were Star Wars, there was Indiana Jones in my household, but the other staple in my household was Mission Impossible. Yeah, uh, the original. Just that was a movie that was constant rotation for me. This was a good one for kids and adults. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's it's uh, f- you know fun action sequences and the adults again just for everyone. Now this one is um, directed by Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma. Yeah. What are your thoughts on De Palma? I I don't really I've not really discovered him much. Uh you know, I've not really cuz I mean obviously Scarface um Carrie Carrie I'm flipping through here. He did uh But he wasn't like the other 70s The Untouchables? Directors. Untouchables. Yeah, that's a good one. Um I like that. Bonfire that's, of the Vanities. I never saw nope. that. Uh, Carlito's Way. Carlito's Way. I, Snake Eyes, uh, Mission to Mars. Oh, which was bad, which wolf. was definitely a, a trying to rip off uh uh, Kubrick in 2001. Right. And uh, nothing really else I want to mention. I think he's not a very great director, but he's made a lot of movies. People like him. He's very much, a, I don't want to say popcorn. I, well, I think Scarface is ridiculously overrated. I agree. Yeah. There's really, 
it's like the hype for it and the notoriety behind the movie. Right. And then you go actually watch it as a film and you're like, come on. <laughs> I know. This is not yeah. this is not like The Godfather. This no. is not Goodfellas. This is some other thing, right? And Pacino just, I don't know, he's it's just ridiculous. overacting and yeah. just, yeah, that. Uh, you know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, so I would say De Palma is a guy who, I guess, just gets the job done, but right. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call him, like, an artist of a director or whatever, right. but in each one, it seems to do what's asked of him, and in this film, he definitely definitely does that. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. the one thing that gets me interested in him is I, I love watching interviews with Quentin Tarantino. I think uh, he, he, his, uh, the way he describes things is just contagious and his enthusiasm for movies just really gets me into it. And yeah. he always talks so highly of De Palma and just how like he's like his favorite director almost. So it's kind of get, I forget which movie he mentioned, um, but uh, there's a certain movie that I still haven't checked out. Uh, of De Palma's, but he says just something about his set pieces, just how how great they are. But uh, just, maybe he's really good at doing action, and yeah. that's why. Uh, but I I don't see him as a as a great director. I mean, right. he's made a lot of movies, but I, I mean, well, I think I said this on the a couple episodes ago about how he basically suggested the opening crawl to George Lucas because all those directors used to hang out with each other. Yeah, and, yeah. Scorsese, Spielberg, him, like, so it's just, but yeah, out of all those directors he used to hang out, like, he's the, don't want to say nobody, but, you know, he's the one that isn't as a household name as the other guys. Is De Palma the one you said in that episode that he said to Lucas, none of this makes sense? I don't know what. Right, and that's why he. Well, that's good critique. Yeah, he, that's why he suggested the opening crawl, yeah. So he has, maybe De Palma has more of a a commercial eye. Right. I guess I'd say. And I don't want to knock him say he's a bad director because you know I don't I, I didn't make I didn't direct forty five films for <laughs> right, Hollywood exactly. many of them making millions and millions of dollars but exactly who are we I, I don't see a lot of art in in his movies yeah I could see that too yeah um but uh, but this is it's just crazy that we say that but Mission Impossible is one of the movies I love yeah uh, <laughs> it's good it's a great film yeah. we get Tom Cruise who's incredible as right. Ethan Hunt we get uh, John Voight as Jim Phelps Ving Rhames. Nice cast here, right? Yeah, I love this cast. Uh, Jean Reno. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's uh, who's the chick from the English Patient? I uh, forget her name, but uh, she's in it as well. Well, I like how this movie starts. The opening credits is a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah. It's like dun dun that's, dun dun dun. It's right. like it gets you like really pumped up. I mean, Definitely this is a movie that. from 1996. Yeah, and I'm like sitting back here watching it. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. You know, 20 years. And I'm ready to go. Yeah, you know, I know it. It gets you really excited, and that's a theme that carried over into the, all the movies. Is that opening title scene? It's just like, oh, there it is again. Even really the, high energy. Even the trailer for the new one, like it, you know, shows that you know it has that score, and it's just like, man, this really gets me excited for this movie. Yeah, and yeah, I'm so excited for Fallout. Um, me too. But uh, yeah, that opening scene. And, and were you familiar with the TV show at all? Not at all. Me neither. Yeah. Okay. It just was curious there. And but, I wonder how many people even know there there was a TV yeah, show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And it's uh, so yeah. I mean, it's obviously basically secret agents, the IMF, right? The uh, Impossible <laughs> Mission Force. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, such a Crazy. such a unique name. Uh, why are they called Impossible Missions? They obviously succeed a lot. Um, so the mission is impossible. Yes, it obviously only members of the force can uh, pull these things off. Obviously, it's in, it's in their name. You yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so that that open. I just want to talk about that opening scene a little. So I mean, you got uh, 
Ethan, which we find out is Ethan after he takes off the mask. It's one of the staples of these movies is the mask, you know, taking off the mask. Um, really nice. So this, they're obviously doing like a sting or something for this guy to like give a name or something, trying to get, you know, have him give a name. The, um, but the mask, I just want to say, the mask is a great device. Yeah, absolutely. It's a little but sometimes it's a little bit overused here and there, but... It's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And one thing I will say about the second one, which it was a nice touch, was the uh, the voice thing they put on their throat. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Like that was a. It's like how would they talk like them? Well, they got this little device here. So yeah, yeah. A, that that makes sense. Now that can be overused, right? Know, at Absolutely. Times, but yep. it's still really cool. And I don't know if you trying to think when I first saw this movie. Because you're watching sort of like security cam footage of a sting sort of a thing. The guys in the other room. It's pretty clear that's Tom Cruise, right? But was that obvious maybe right, the yeah. first time that it was Tom Cruise? It was not supposed to be, right? Right. Well, then this well they did it a little in Ghost Protocol too. They basically use someone who, you know, they just make up make, you know, they put Tom Cruise in makeup right. and pretend he's a different person. <laughs> right. But but they also in, you know, the movies they even at the end when he's John Voight, you know, that's totally John Voight, obviously, right, and he right. takes off the mask. So it's like they they there you go. Do so it they two different ways. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so this I, one was maybe sort of ease you into that idea, not right. Yeah, it was. They like do it twice totally face because they do it twice with uh, Tom Cruise. The beginning plus when he's like that senator. Right. Once they're in Kiev, or that whatever. one's pretty obvious. Yeah, that one was. I remember as a kid, even thinking. I think it was like the first time I watched the movie. I was in. I forget where I was, but I like. That's Tom Cruise. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, you can tell that's a mask. <laughs> so he plays. There is this character. In the world, who is some senator that everyone in the world believes right. is the senator, and then whenever he needs to speak, Tom Cruise will put a mask on. And is that what happens? Uh, yes, yes, that is what happens. So anytime the senator has a public appearance, Tom Cruise goes and puts a mask on and speaks for him. See, I would have been to me, it would have been a better choice to not make it so obvious that it's Tom Cruise. That, that's basically what I'm yeah. trying. I'm, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm yeah. like critiquing it in a, yeah. a very roundabout okay, way. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Yes, I, I totally <laughs> see what you mean. But, again, but for the audience's purposes, you know that it's better to just have it being like, okay, that's Tom Cruise. Give right, it exactly. Um, so yeah, we, we get, uh, so yeah, that opening scene, you kind of see how far they'll go. Because I mean, that one chick, Jim Phelps' wife, is yeah. supposed to be dead. I guess that guy thinks he like killed her, so they're trying to make him like give a name. Right. Um, and uh, this shows off all their goal because she's obviously sedated in some way that she's like staying asleep because Tom Cruise like kind of wakes her up and like saying we got him. Um, so yeah, it kind of shows how far they'll go. But yeah, then that opening title sequence, bam, 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 yeah. bam. Love it. It's. Really high energy, really great. Gets yeah, just so pumped for the movie. Definitely. Um, so then we uh, we get to I, I, I don't want to you know go the scene by scene, but um, but it's important what yeah, happens here absolutely. next is to find this disc, right? At yeah, the knock list, right? The knock yeah. list. Yep. Which is the list of all the uh, the agents who are undercover, right? Yeah, it's all their like aliases and stuff. So you know, if you know criminals get that name, they can just. Be able to find who it belongs to and kill them. Yeah. I guess <laughs> exactly, and yeah, yeah. So it's really important to protect that. And there's this, there's a guy who wants to buy it, and there's basically a sting operation to get him as he's accessing it, and then capture him yeah. with it. And this all goes horribly, horribly wrong. Right. I uh, I watched this as a kid so many times. Where you know, when I watched it, you know, for the show, 
so many things were being brought and I probably haven't watched it since I was a kid and so many things were being brought back to me and this is the first time I actually understood the movie when I was a kid <laughs> like so much of the stuff just went over my head I had no idea what was going on <laughs> and yet I still oh yeah because how do you understand right, or why yeah. this is important right. or what the heck's a knockalist right because well, I don't care. Yeah, right? I know that I want Tom Cruise to win, but right. beyond that, that's my... Knockless? What's, yeah. what's that? Um, and uh, so, yeah, we get introduced to the IMF team. We got Emilio Estevez. Good old Emilio. How much does he look like Daddy Sheen? Da- yeah, he does. He really he, does. Yeah, he definitely looks like Martin He's like Sheen. a spitting yeah. image of him yeah, at this crazy. age point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And he, Emilio Estevez was a thing for... A little bit of time in yeah. the mid '90s, and then just disappeared. We get Mighty Ducks, Judgment Night, right. a couple other things, and then poof. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. The main thing is Mighty Ducks, uh, Billy, Billy the Kid. Oh yeah, uh, what was that? Young uh, Guns, Young Guns, yeah. yeah. Even that, but other. Than I that, saw yeah. that in the theater when I was a child. What? Yeah, my older sister w- uh, yeah. brought me in, <laughs> and I didn't mind. Yeah, you're like, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that was a cool movie. I thought. It was also a Breakfast oh, two Club. Two movies. Oh, yeah, Breakfast Club. Yeah. That's right. Well, yeah, but I mean, as a, as a teen actor, but right, yeah. as like a, I mean, by the, by this time, he's got to be in his 30s. Yeah, right? absolutely. And have we seen him in anything since the, the mid-90s? I don't think so. Not that I can, I know he's been in stuff, but not that I can recall. Um, kind of interesting. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, obviously, Charlie Sheen's brother and the kids of, uh, of Martin Sheen. Of Martin. But yeah, Little but Martin. Martin Sheen from... From Apocalypse Now and then Emilio Estevez in this movie, that looks like really, really right. close looking. Yeah. Um, John, uh, John, what are, what are your feelings on John Voight? I thought he's great. Yeah, I really like him. Yeah, Jim Phelps, good old, good old Jim. John Voight's always a dick. Like, he, yeah, has he ever played a decent human being in a movie? I don't know. Well, I guess Deliverance, An- maybe Anaconda. <laughs> you know, he was just you know, kind of, uh, he's just you know, boat man. Yeah, boat man. That you know was trying to warn them all about the anaconda. You know, uh, you don't miss. You know, it's like some stupid accent or something. But even in Seinfeld, he bites Kramer's arm. Oh yeah, that's right, <laughs> so man. And <laughs> uh, Varsity Blues. Uh, oh yeah, these references. Uh, yeah, he's I've definitely. I've never seen a- Joe Buck. Have you? Joe Buck, no, I no, haven't. Maybe. Midnight Cowboy, never saw that. He was a he, so he's not a dick in that. He, that's uh, super young John Voight with Dustin Hoffman. Um, What's that? Is that a good movie? Would you recommend yeah, that to the listeners? I saw it once. I don't know. I might need to see it again. The yeah. name sounds like something I don't want to watch. I just it's the movie. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. That's where that came from. Um, but anyway, um, but so you wouldn't. Did you get an answer? I, I said I've seen it once, so I, I can't give you a straight answer. I saw it once when well, I was younger. Can you give me an answer? I'm putting a gun in your head. Would you recommend this to the listeners? Yes. No? Yes, okay. <laughs> Hate you so much. I like gun to the head questions. You just got yeah. to oh. choose one or the other. Shoo, shoo. <laughs> he survived. All right, what do we like about this movie? Let's. Uh, so I mean, one of the shticks I like is the red light, green light gum. Let's talk about the red light, green light gum. There's gum. <laughs> one half of it's red, <laughs> it's green. You put them together, they blow up. That but seems very like- <laughs> dangerous to just keep in your pocket. Red light, green light. <laughs> the Tom Cruise scream, right? Is like everybody knows it. You can't. <laughs> Sounds like he had like some sort of accent when he yelled that. I know. I like how it was initially initially used. Like basically, he realizes this whole mission they were on, where his whole team dies. This whole mission. Um, it was really well, that scene though is really well crafted. So yeah, basically he realizes, okay, this guy thinks I'm the mole. This whole mission where everyone died at was a mole hunt. 
So they were trying to find the mole. To that see. actor is such a dick. Oh, okay. Kithridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Because like, he ends up in that uh, that restaurant. Yeah. We have the the exploding um, fish tank. Fish tanks. Yep. Yeah, everything gets washed so out. I, I think that's what De Palma's good at. You know, the scenes like that. Yeah. It's just like man, boom. And um, I like how that little bit of like uh, where where Ethan is like he figures out what's going on fairly quick, and he spots all the other agents. It's like, why is there another IMF team? Yeah. That's right. The guy behind you, the the drunk uh, Russian couple uh, along the river, and he starts pointing it all. Bow tie, 12 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. I like that stuff. I do too. And I like how he he does that a few times in the film where he's like, the camera's below them and Mm kind of angled, and, you know, it's like. You know, there's like tension uh, in the scene, so I think that was a cool, yeah, cool uh, little tidbit. That was um, good stuff. And then, it, yeah, I understand you're very upset, Kithridge. You've never seen me very <laughs> <Yeah>. upset. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's. And then uh, we get, a, and then the explosion. The yeah, everything gets washed out. And then we get a Tom Cruise run. Yep, Tom Cruise run <laughs> exactly. So it's just uh, it's great because again, so Kithridge is basically thinking he's the mole because he's the only one left alive. So you have to be the mole, or so we think. So we think. <laughs> talks about job three fourteen. Which we Ethan figures out it's oh Job three fourteen. Yeah. How about this depiction of the uh, the internet and all this? Oh stuff? my god! Yeah. So this this movie's definitely dated. Uh, it but it's what's interesting about it is it's it's dated only really in so far as like the interface. You know, you st- right? You yeah. still get the internet and you can connect and all that. And you know, it's like a mail icon of like a letter being sent, <laughs> right? You know, but I used to think that was so cool when I, I first saw it. I was like, ooh. And it, the reality is, the internet's the internet, right? right? And so it's the same as like sending a direct message over Twitter. Yeah, that's but I thought true. that was kind of interesting. That it's it, at first blush, it seems dated, but in reality, it's not really. That's a great call. You know? Yeah, the inter- that's a good, good call there. Yeah, the interface, like how it looks and stuff. Yeah, a little dated, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's the displays aren't like high resolution, right. and, and like what the pro- what the applications look like are different. But right. and yeah, it's actually sort of the same thing we're dealing with right now. Yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah it works the same way. Yeah. Um, oh, and real quick, how we said everyone died. The. Uh, for some reason, Emilio dying in that elevator scene has always been like... <laughs> yeah, but he gets like... The way they did it, too, to like have that thing coming... He couldn't yeah. even... He didn't even want to move his body. He just stared at that post nope. and he was going right into <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> Man, yeah, that that kind of almost disturbed me as a kid. I was yeah. just like, ooh. That's a- but I like that they didn't over... I sort of like that they killed that character early yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Because he was going to be annoying if he stuck around for the rest of the movie. Hasta lasagna, don't get any anya. <laughs> <laughs> See, we would have gotten another line that we can't even comprehend would have yep. come out of that character. That's one. One's enough. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, uh, Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise at this point is basically trying to... Uh, liberate himself you know say right. you know i'm not the i'm not the mole so he's trying to figure this out this job guy is gonna yeah trying to figure out who actually is the one right. tr- who is this guy that was trying to purchase the knock list and right. he goes to uh, he tracks down this person called max right online which is max. where you were before i derailed you no it's all right no. chats with max yep. by using some sort of a code it's not it, it was a what was it job 314 job 314 and, and he discovers the camera goes above the what he's looking at on the uh, and over to a bookshelf and he sees holy bible right. and not to jump ahead but why would jim phelps take the the bible from uh drake hotel chicago <laughs> i don't know i don't i'm not just quite a way sure. of connecting things yeah anyways um so it's yeah. a stamp from the uh the yeah, from yeah chicago which gets connected later but yeah why does he need to bring that with him i, right. don't, I don't know 
But we discover there was a survivor, another survivor, which is Jim Phelps' wife. Um, she shows up, and you know Ethan doesn't trust her at first, and he's like, "Oh wait, I trust you," you know, because why not? You're cute. <laughs> You're cute. Uh, nice accent. Um, so he decides to meet this Max because this Max thinks it's Job, and he, Max discovers, or he, you know, Ethan tells her, you know, that you have a fake knock list because that's the list that. Kittredge set up, you know, for this whole mole hunt. It was a sting, yeah. Yeah, it was a sting. Uh, and she says, well, how do you know? He says, well, there's going to be people here in five minutes or whatever. And uh, That was a cool scene. Yeah, absolutely. The way he like sort that. of walks in and yeah. he gives the Tom Cruise smile and yep. he's just not afraid. And <laughs> she, they're, they're, There's a playfulness between him and Max. I like the actor, uh, actress who Yeah, I don't know. I can't, she's Max. recognizable. I don't know her name. I know. I can't think of her from anything else. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I, I, I like that actress. Yeah, I think yeah, she's, she's really she did good. A good job. It was a nice, nice casting choice. Yeah, absolutely. To have Max be a woman and then that woman and that Jude Law looking ass guy. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is that guy? And then there's that other guy with like the long hair. Yeah, he, that's so nice. I know exactly. He actually shows up again in Ghost Protocol. And oh, does he? Ethan wears that mask again, and they show him to a different. Oh, guy, I forgot but, that part. Yeah. Um, the, Speaking of which, Ghost Protocol, uh, Rogue Nation, those movies are great. Man. Yeah, really good. Those are, MI3, again, I thought was decent. Yeah, I mean, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah ever, Again, ever since uh, two. Uh, 2, they've gotten better and better. MI3 was great, and I think the next one was better, and then the one after that was even better. And a surprise, so. like, yeah, surprisingly good. Yeah, the so, Ghost um, Protocol and Rogue Nation. Yeah. I'm looking forward to... Uh, Fallout. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like this is a commercial for Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we got little, uh, a cool little scene where the you know Kittredge guys come, and for some reason, when he walks in that hotel, every time when I would watch this as a kid, when he took off his hat, it looked exactly like Harrison Ford to me. I don't know why. Oh this yeah, guy I kind of resembles him. Yeah, um, but so, it presents an interesting sort of thing because it's it's the fake list because if it was it was a sting, and then Tom Cruise makes a deal with Max that he's going to get the real knock list, the real knock list, which yep. is at IMF headquarters in CIA headquarters, CIA, yep, in Langley, Virginia. Which presents a lot of security problems, and we're going to need a team here. Yeah, and they jump around from continent to continent real easy in this movie, I will say. <laughs> it's like uh, Rogue One, where you're jumping from planet to yeah, planet. Yeah, exactly. It's like you were just in Europe, now you're like you're basically wanted, and you're able to travel all the way to America right now, but and then, no go, and then get back to London. Well, I've got multiple passports, and I can put a mask on, so this is really not a big deal. That's true. That is and I'm Tom Cruise. Yeah, silly me. flash that smile, and I get what I want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, the real Knockless is in the CIA headquarters in Langley, Virginia, and this is where we get the famous vault scene. This is probably well. This is. I mean, I'm just gonna say this is the best sequence in the whole movie. Yeah, and the most it, iconic, I think, Mission Impossible scene. Yeah, I mean, or just in all of action films. Yeah, this is true. really. Yeah. It's a nice logical explanation of what's going on the build-up the execution it's fantastic yep. filmmaking and right before that we get introduced to ving rames and jean reno um, oh no i'm not doing that <laughs> <laughs> oh you <yeah>, know <laughs> holy mother of god um so ving rames is great although he's, he's still doing uh 
He's still doing a little bit of Pulp Fiction. In yeah. This one, isn't he? Um, what's his name in Pulp Fiction? Ma, 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 ma. Mr. Mr. Band-Aid. Mr. Band-Aid. Band-Aid neck. <laughs> the vault scenes. So they need to get in the vault. They do so by triggering alarm in the uh, CIA headquarters, and they're able to get in as firefighters. I also like the actor that plays... Well, I mean, this isn't really... This isn't real life, right? There's, right. there's one man who has... Only he can get into the vault. Right. But I like the actor that they choose for it. I like he's just sort of like a sad sack. Yeah. <laughs> and again, what is that a thing where a hard one single computer is in a vault because <laughs> no. only that one single computer has the information? It's not the way it works. <laughs> exactly. It would never be the way it works. Right. You can't, but in '96, like, though, I can see people like. Because not having the total knowledge that we have in 2018 eyes, right. thinking like, well, you just have like a login to a server, or right? Something. <laughs> exactly, but like it's a server. Then, yeah, back then we're thinking it's like if it's 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 a physical thing, right? Unconnected to the rest of the world, so right. you access it like you would access money in a vault, right? Same idea, right? So those kind of things I think are dated in this movie, but it's still. It still works. It's not, yeah, it works fine. Yeah, it's only me just being you know, cynical. Like, oh, actually, actually, that wouldn't work. But uh, this reminds me, and uh, it's somewhat related. Have you ever seen Sneakers with Robert Redford? No, that's a good movie. Is it? And it's not the same as this. This that was ninety three or ninety two. Okay, uh, really good film. Yeah, uh, Dan Aykroyd's in it. It's sort of different. It's more of like a Cold War kind of thing and yeah. it involves hacking actually River Phoenix is in that movie oh look yeah, at that, that we just it. talked about him in yeah. another episode uh, but anyway I would recommend that but there's a, there's a similar um, they're trying to they're also trying to break into a room uh, and it's not not all that dissimilar from what's going on in Mission Impossible but not executed with quite the action and craziness right but, yeah so they tell they, they tell you but there's a temperature problem uh, there's a problem with the floor. Yeah, you if, can't if, touch the floor. No, any, uh, literally a drop of liquid will set off the sensors. Yep. And so. uh, noise, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love how they set up that scene. I think that was done very well. How what do they, they say into the mic? Uh, toast. Toast, yeah. Toast. toast. <laughs> so basically, yeah, they have to lower Tom Cruise on a rope into this vault That's while great. that guy's gone. They get the guy to leave by... The girl poisons him. Right. And uh, puts a little uh, shot of something in his coffee yeah, to, make, to him make him vomit. Throw up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how they get him to leave. So they lower the, the rope. And I just love the, the design of the scene, just how they keep him quiet, especially when that guy comes back in and, and um, Tom Cruise is hanging above. And so enjoyable. I'm like right. enthralled with like every minute of it. Definitely. So yeah, again, the rat. So I mean, that's where you get the famous scene where he catches him just in time where Tom Cruise is hanging there right. with just his arms and legs out. <laughs> I like, like the way barely. he's like, like almost like swimming. Yeah. Like in air, just trying to like keep his arms up to, because if you move them in the right wrong way, you're going to touch, right? right? So he's like just trying to go side to side, back, exactly. side to side, side to side. Oh my God, side to side. <laughs> Bring me up. <laughs> it's like you feel there's so much tension like, going on. Yeah, I'm trying to think like how long I could actually hold that pose in the way he is. There's no like, way. I mean, like you're how back much strength your you need. Yeah. yeah, that's insane. Your legs. Um, so, I mean, that's a testament to Tom Cruise, just how great he is at these stunts. But um, Yeah, he does a lot of his own, right? Yeah. Or, had, or did. Was he like yeah. in his fifties? Still, now? I supposedly he's still doing his own stunts. Yeah, was he crazy. like was he free climbing in Mission Impossible Two? 
That is my favorite scene of Mission Impossible 2. One of my favorite scenes in all of the Mission Impossible it's series. The, it's like the first 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Exactly. It's just yeah, climbing it's just... rocks. But wasn't he really doing that? I don't know. He was, but I guess, I think there was a cable there okay. uh, on him. Just they cut it out for the film. Yeah. Um, but uh, And then you got the sweat dripping down of his glasses while he's you really? know hanging there. And how did he catch, catch that? It, it, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's right. no way. I, like, yeah, he would have <laughs> swing. Like, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> here I am, and I hate the nitpicking, and here I am yeah. nitpicking. Sorry. Um, but yeah, he gets the knock list. Uh, they get back to London. Yeah, they got the fake fire. They get out. Um, yeah, they get back to London to make the exchange, and then is this when we... Uh, oh, we, yeah, you got to deliver to Max on the train, right? Yeah. And that, well, we get to London, then and Tom Cruise goes down and calls Kittredge, and that's when he discovers John Phillips is alive. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's alive. So, yeah, he, <laughs> he totally faked the whole thing because he's the mole. He's the one that uh, was getting the knock list. And uh, watching this again, I wasn't really sure that that was true until Tom Cruise figures it out. Like, right. So is he playing along with John Voight while we're remembering it with Tom Cruise, how yeah, it is, but exactly. he's still trying to make, you know, He's John playing Boyd. like he doesn't doesn't know yeah and then he's yeah he's showing the audience what he really knows yeah yeah i like that that i'd cool. like that too yeah because when you see john voight part of me you know i'm such a sucker i'd be like oh you're alive jim oh wow <laughs> look at that <laughs> yeah. gee golly gosh i do believe in miracles <laughs> that'd be me yeah. and that's yeah. why i can never be an imf agent yes but, of course <laughs> you cannot have those feelings sound Cruz um, figures it out right away somehow not even sure how but he pieces it all together I like how he fake shoots himself John Phelps does like it flashbacks to them and shows mm-hmm. him like take the like the uh, fake blood and put it all over him he's like got that weird smile as he's looking up like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird it is weird <laughs> But uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of cool how they show like how how that all went down and everything. Um, and then Tom Cruise goes back to the uh, safe house. Yep. And here's what we talked about before we started. I think there's an implication here that Tom Cruise slept with uh, Jim's wife. There's like before all this, would you say? No, or at just... some point, no. After the after Jim died, okay, died, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think something happened between them. Either immediately yeah. when they were together when they decided that they could trust each other okay. or something along the way i think they hooked up and they did the banga yeah i never got that but uh yeah i i mean i wouldn't doubt it you know it's subtle it's not yeah. over it's not never said they don't kiss and it's like why wouldn't they yeah you know? i mean you know why not you know, you're hot i'm hot your Let's husband's your husband's dead yeah, he's you dead what do you <laughs> he's not he's coming back. So dead. It'd be even worse if he did it right after he found out Jim was alive. He's like, no, I'll show him. <laughs> Just to stick it to him. Yeah, exactly. Or to her. So they get on the train because that's where they're going to make the exchange with Max. Max promises Job will be there, which is essentially is uh, John Voight. Right. He's the original buyer. Yep. From way back. The original buyer. Yeah. Yep. Trying that's, to buy that, uh, that knuckleist. That's the mole that uh, they've been trying to find all along. And Kittredge is even showing up on the plane. Uh, they're trying to uh, basically, yeah. So I mean, basically, they get to the uh, back of the train car. They find out Max is, has the money there for Ethan. Now, does Kittredge know what's what Jim's doing, or is he just trying to track Ethan? He's just trying to track Ethan. He, he doesn't, doesn't know Jim. Yeah, he doesn't know yeah, that's right. Jim's that's alive right. until Tom Cruise puts those glasses on. Yeah, and then Kittredge just happens to be looking at his watch. Oh, look at that. Tom Cruise is sending me something. It's a more intricate story for 
or than a typical popcorn movie, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. call this like you know the most you know complex story in the world, but right. certainly more than I think you'd get in a lot of these kinds of movies, and especially ones that have come out recently. You actually have to kind of think about, oh, Jim was that guy. Oh, right. he was doing this because there's a there's yeah, some layering not, yeah, here. Yeah, they don't like totally like voice it and spell it out for you. You kind of have yeah. to visually you know get visual cues, things like that. Yeah, multiple multiple angles going on. Here. Right, definitely. Um, but and even Kittredge, what is exactly is his angle here? I mean, because he he seems to have. I think he's almost like the neutral party. You know, he's kind of like a bad guy to our Ethan because we're you know the audience is going and you know rooting for Ethan. But so beyond I protecting think, the knocklist, you don't think he has much more motivation? He could. I don't know if it's intentional, but yeah, he's kind of in, he's played kind of over the top. I could see that. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess I never really thought of about that, but yeah, I mean, he's got to have, yeah, some sort of motivation. Like he doesn't want things to get out. Like, uh, uh, the guy with the vault, like he's saying, like send him to Alaska or something. I think he says when the guy, like yeah, he's yeah. talking to the one guy in like <laughs> right. the control room or whatever. He's like, send him to Alaska or something. Yeah, whoever learns of anything. Yet. Yeah. So um, maybe is he just an overzealous government type that's how i kind of took it yeah, yeah. just okay. overzealous not uh don't think he had another angle or anything okay um makes sense just wanted to cover that because this is like i said it is a for a popcorn movie there's is some complexity here yeah. with the characters and the motivations definitely and then he sends uh ethan sends you know the girl back there and it's john voight so she's like selling him you know can we trust ethan yeah you know so we kind of learn that she's you know kind of been playing ethan she kind of knew what was up with john phelps and then, and that's why I think the sexual relationship was a part of that. Yeah, because trust she's, betrayal. Because she's kind of like saying she knew that Jim was alive, yeah. and she did. Uh, you know, she did what, uh, whatever to earn his trust at that point. Yeah, yeah. Which sex earns people's trust? It sure apparently. does. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, then he takes off the mask. It's pretty cool technology, even then, because it looks great. It's CGI, but. At some point, it's CGI because he takes off the mask. But at some point, they switch it mm-hmm. to be a mask because it was John Voight really standing there for a little while, and then he—I don't know how they did it. But. I don't know, but you know, but just in general, there's really not a lot of this movie that looks that old. Yeah. Other than you know some of the obvious technology that's going on, right? It yeah. stands up really well. Yeah, the now, effects. Some of the stuff going on in a bit with some of the with the train stuff some of that you can tell that's cgi but it's still not bad I yeah you really for well it today done. yeah absolutely um one thing i don't get is so yeah after you know he reveals that it's ethan hunt and then john phelps comes back and he's got a gun to them the reason he shoots his wife was kind of unnecessary to me and if it was an accident he could have just shot ethan right away too <laughs> you know that's true so, yeah but anyways that was just a nitpick um that's kind of a weird scene there in the car yeah the train car I, if i would have maybe redone that scene right uh it gets then, confusing for the audience of what why what huh yeah oh, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> what, what is that all about <laughs> yeah. so yeah then the you reveal get, of jim is a little weird yeah. yeah okay then you get on top of the train you got them using you got Jim trying to, he's just climbing on top of the train with those suction things that you twist. Yeah, yeah. I've always loved those. Those little caper yeah. things. Yeah. Um, but he's basically trying to get to the helicopter that Jean Reno right. is and, flying. And just a little bit before this, Tom Cruise realizes that Jean Reno is bad based on the knife that he carries that he remembers right, yep. from seeing in the, the 
first uh, the first operation, right? Yeah, yeah. Which was almost who like, killed for a PG thirteen movie, like him like pulling the knife out of the guy, like in the gut. Yeah, like how they showed that. I was like, oh wow, this is. <laughs> and I thought that was an interesting choice. They, he kills two people through a fence, right? And yeah. steals the disc. That was pretty cool. Yeah, kind of brutal. Yeah, yeah. definitely interesting. Um, he remembers that, and then realized, yeah, and then Jean Reno's on the helicopter, and you get some. It's pretty cool. I mean, he ends up in the tunnel with the helicopter, which is, I mean, how is this possible? Right, yeah. He, he, <laughs> he has a cable, and Ethan attaches it to the train. Right. But it's it's a fun little action scene. It is. It's you know, fun, it's, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it, it does what it has to do. Um, so John Voight gets onto, like, the edge of the helicopter. So does Ethan. I mean, that's basically the bottom line once they're in that tunnel. And then... Red light! Green light! <laughs> I was waiting for you to do and it. And he Great. throws the gum at the windshield of the helicopter and huge explosion. I've always loved that shot of Ethan like... Getting thrown? Yeah, getting thrown yeah, yeah from the helicopter to the train. That's that was such a an, cool shot. I'm pretty sure that was in every trailer, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, this is going to be an explosion-heavy movie. And then, uh, the again, I've, uh, it might be just a childhood thing of mine, but, that's, you know, in the... The um, propellers are starting, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. slowly spinning, and he has right to, on his yeah, neck. Right yeah. at his neck, he has to go do, you know. Well, it's interesting that so you far back. You say it was, it was probably promoted as lots of explosions and big bangs and stuff like that, but it really wasn't that kind of a movie. It was a little bit psychological, right, and, yeah. or just logical, and you know, piecing together. It's very spy. It stays with that spy right. theme, which I yeah. like. Which you know, I like about shoot 'em up. Right, which I like about all the uh, imp- uh, Mission Impossible movies. Like, it never has broken that, or jumped the shark, as they say. Yeah. You know, it's never, you know, it's gotten, about- gone too far, I don't think, besides Mission Impossible 2. Yeah, I don't think so either. It's about intelligence and uh, subterfuge and deception and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it really interesting. It's certainly, uh, comparing this to James Bond, um, it's... It's good that it stands apart in a way. Yeah, because these movies aren't always about guys just trying to destroy the world. You know, it's it's about the kind of the uh, the goings on within their organization. That, right. You know, there's you know bad people within this organization that we need to get out, and you know they're you know because I mean that's really what the newer ones have been about is just how the IMF has been disavowed and yeah, like yeah. they're no longer a part of this. We gotta. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm getting some of that in uh, James Bond, at least the, the Daniel Daniel Craig stuff. But what you get is like a tortured individual and it's right, a whole other yeah. like character study, which you don't. It's it's good, but you don't always want that, right? You know, exactly. sometimes I want Ethan Hunt to be exactly who he is. Mm-hmm. You know, to like flash a smile and move on to the next thing. Yeah. You know, I like that. Yeah, same here. You got a job to do, and you do it, and right. that's like that's the movie. That's it. Yep. You're not carrying this, you know, emotional pain from blah, blah, blah. You know, it gets to be a little bit annoying sometimes. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, I love that. Love how this uh, movie, it's got a great climax and uh, ends with uh, Ving Rames and uh, Tom Cruise no longer being disavowed. They're both part of the IMF again. Right. And then you got Tom Cruise flying in the airplane, doing this basically same thing Jim Phelps did in the beginning. Yeah. She offers him a movie, he says no thanks, and then perhaps the cinema of the Caribbean or whatever she says. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly it's like, what she says. Okay, I'm back. Sure. And then the music. Dun, 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 dun. So cool. It's great. Fun movie. So fun popcorn fun. movie. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's uh like you said, it's got 
a lot more going on with it um, than just than just action. There's definitely stuff you have to think about. It's not just all spelled out for you, which I enjoy. I know, right? I mean, are we have we gotten dumber as a, an audience? You know, over yes. the years, <laughs> yes. Jeez, so, you know, it's, I know. It's, it's not like it's that complicated. You know, you just there's a couple. Right. There's a couple characters with conflicting motivations that you have to sort of work out, but it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, if they just try to are just trying to spit these movies out so quick so they don't have time to like evaluate the scripts or anything. I don't know. But Maybe, uh, you know, I'm starting to think that they just don't care. Yeah. I can see And that it's too. not worth the time. They cuz well cuz they probably discovered that just people will pay money for certain things either way. The uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is a great example yeah. of that. They are just pumping out a movie. Right. And we went and a lot of other people went. Yep. And I don't know what how it did compared to the first one. I don't think it did quite as well. But not as still, quite as well, but it still totally went over great. It's the not like budget. It flopped, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Are you ready to move on to a rating on this one? Let's do it. Go for it. Uh, so, again, this is uh, a movie that's been with me almost my whole life. It's a movie, <laughs> this is one of the movies I used to pretend I was doing in the backyard, uh-huh. along with Indiana Jones and Star Wars. <laughs> again, this this was my action movie. Gotcha. Um, but uh, still, just looking at it now in uh, the eyes I have now, I am dragging this out. What do you have for a rating? Oh, you wanted a rating? <laughs> uh, I give it two and a half stars and probably four and a half buckets of popcorn. Oh, we are so close. Yeah? I got two and a half stars and four buckets. Oh, yeah. Right there with nice, you. yeah. It's uh, it's a. I'd say you know, I mean, two and a half stars would be average, but uh, yeah, four buckets. It's highly entertaining, but there's still enough there for a you know, for an action movie story wise, but highly entertaining, great movie. Yeah, it stands up so it's fine 22 years old right it looks great yeah oh wow 22 years old it's it crazy looks just old fine is. there's nothing wrong yeah. with this movie at all yeah. great great it's stuff fun. Love, yeah. it. love love the original mission yeah. impossible really really looking forward to the latest one coming out i don't I know. know when this is gonna when this episode will drop but uh yeah we'll, we'll hopefully have a review of that one as well yeah absolutely yeah, i'm so looking forward to it. i love this franchise i want to watch all of them all over again. i know definitely <laughs> besides two don't watch two I started to. <laughs> Me too. And uh, actually, I, I, and Anthony Hopkins is in it for no reason. For no reason, yeah. yeah. And you talk about the knocklist because we realized that. Uh, well, we we're told is that there's like a you have the code names of the agents and then the real names of the agents. So there's only one side of the knocklist. Right. You got to get both to make the make the thing match. Yes. Now in part two, it's almost the same thing except it's a virus and an antivirus. One has the virus and the other needs the antivirus. Oh yeah. It's like yeah. we're just copying the same goddamn thing. Yeah. And then exactly. Tom Cruise j- uh, jumps through the that hotel or that building. It's like the same sequence with the cable getting into the lab. So. Yeah, that's such a cop. I'm so sorry, but yeah, I did yes. start watching too, and I was very, very disappointed. Like, what so is this garbage? Stupid. John Woo, he's right. fine, but it's like the stylistic mess. But yeah. uh, the first one is great, even though I think I crapped on Brian De Palma for the first ten <laughs> minutes. He does a great job with this yeah, movie, definitely. But uh, yeah, love Mission Impossible. I think it's a great series that still hasn't. It still can pump out the good movies. It hasn't run its course yet. And you got so. Mr. Tom Cruise. If he dies, that'll be terrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dude, he's still running strong. It's just crazy. What's what he going to do as a 70-year-old man? Is he going to be climbing mountains? Like, what? <laughs> I mean... He's ageless. He, I mean, look at Harrison <laughs> Ford. Harrison Ford, I think, is getting a little silly. and so, Like, for him to be in Indiana Jones now, I think it's coming out in 2020 now. He's approaching mid-70s yeah, now, right? Yeah, mid-70s. Cruise so is in he's his... going to be close to 80 by then. So <sighs> Cruise is in mid to maybe mid-50s now? I think, yeah, maybe early 50s. Gosh, um, but it's, uh, uh, Yeah. 
He doesn't seem like it, though. I know. He's in great shape. <laughs> he looks great. <laughs> Better shape than me, anyways. Anywho. All right, folks. Well, that is it for us. That is Mission Impossible 1996. Definitely let us know what you think about that movie. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Reach out to us on Twitter, at BlockbusterCast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and give us reviews. We'd really appreciate the feedback. Only good feedback, feedback though, right? Absolutely, yeah. We, yeah. Hate, we hate any negative talk. <laughs> Tom Cruise is 56 years old. Oh, wow. Dang. <laughs> well, four years, he'll be 60. That's great. That Looking is great. crazy. 2022, <laughs> he'll be 60. That is insane. Yeah. And yet... Again, he's looks better than me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's insane. Good God, he's a grandpa. He, sure he is. is a grandpa. All right, you can follow me at BC Cord. I'm a Dave underscore Quist, and that was Mission Impossible, Dave. <laughs> sure was. Great movie. Yeah, Love doing it. Absolutely. Looking forward to the newest one. Should do more popcorn analysis shows. I love popcorn. We do stars and popcorn in top five lists, but yeah, popcorn is very much a part of it. We are not. You know, we're not movie snobs. We love the good stuff, but we like the popcorn. We like to we like the entertaining movies. We can appreciate both. I'm a movie snob. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you and your action figures. <laughs> Shut up. All right, folks. Well, that is it for us. For Dave, I'm Ben Secord. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies.